When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Vandegraaff and I will be your host today. It has been a few weeks since I've been on and I have really missed it. I'm excited to be back with you. Hope everyone's been doing well. I have been doing great. A few weeks ago, uh, I went down with my family to Florida. We rented a little Airbnb for a week and just kind of played in the pool and soaked up the sun on the beach for a week. Closed the office down and man, it was awesome. Felt so good. We are just loving spring and we're really excited for summer. If you haven't taken a spring break yet or have not done some getaway recently, step outside the office and go do something fun. Memorial Day is coming up. Use that time. But do some real living because, man, it is great weather. It's great out there. And there's just a real exciting feel with everything opening back up. So for today... I wanted to share with you guys some specific and detailed tips that you can use to increase your treatment acceptance tomorrow morning or like right after this podcast. This is going to be intentionally short and sweet, okay? We talk, we have talked before on here about polishing your treatment presentation and making sure that every word earns its place in your conversations with patients. The more clear and the more deliberate your speech, the more patients will say yes. The more you'll be able to help patients and do more dentistry, and the more you'll be able to produce. So that's why we talk about treatment presentation a lot, and that's why I want to give some little nuggets right now, right here, okay? So, the first tip. You ready? There are two words you should avoid in presenting treatment. Don't say recommend, and don't say suggest. Got that? Yes. Don't say recommend or suggest. Pretty simple, right? But listen to your conversations and it's very likely you say very often something like, I'd suggest a crown for this tooth or I'd recommend we fix this with a filling. Now, those aren't bad things to say and in fact, most doctors probably say those things routinely, but they're not the best thing to say they kind of make the problem seem like it isn't really so much a problem. Instead of saying, I'd recommend a filling for this cavity, say, this tooth has decay and it needs a filling, okay? Need is a lot better word. Instead of saying, I'd suggest we put a crown on this tooth, say, this tooth is crumbling and it needs a crown or it will break. So kind of see the little difference there? One is urgent, one's a thought. A suggestion is, you know, what a waiter can give you if you don't know what you want to eat from the menu. A recommendation is, you know, some direction given if somebody is trying to choose between comparable options. Those have different purpose and, as I mentioned, different urgency than when a doctor tells you that you need something or else something bad is going to happen. 
I understand that recommending, you know, that word, it kind of helps you seem detached from it personally, so you don't come across as selling. And I believe that it's important that patients understand that you are really, you know, personally fine with whatever they choose, or if they choose to do nothing, because it's not your problem. But convey that point after you have given them a really clear diagnosis or warning. This tooth needs this. This tooth will be infected if we don't do this. Gum treatment will help you avoid loose teeth and bad breath. Instead of, I'd recommend we do some gum treatment. These are much more clear than suggestions. And people will respond better when you do this. So don't say suggest and don't say recommend. The next point and this one is uh, something I just recently learned, and I've been trying it out, and it actually seems pretty cool. I'll share it with you. Daniel Pink, is he's a business author who writes on motivation and persuasion. And in one course I watched from him, he talked about the concept of mirroring, okay? There's a lot that goes into mirroring, but he shared a pretty cool study that found waitresses that repeat back word for word a customer's order, earn 70% more in tips. Isn't that interesting? People want to be heard. You know, as dentists, we kind of want to find the problem out, you know, look into their mouth, do our comp exam and go through everything. But they want you to listen to them when they say that, you know, whatever it is, their lower left is sensitive and there's a maybe a tiny chip on the edge of this smiling tooth in front. Those are the things that are most important to them. So in my office, I've been trying to implement this principle. When a patient tells me what brings them in, I try to repeat back in the same words what they said about their mouth, even if it's you know kind of funny stuff or if they describe it in a weird way. Because I want to mirror them and let them know, hey, I'm here to understand and address exactly what you're saying. So if the patient says, you know, my back tooth is, it's all black and my gums bleed. Then say back to them, all right, John, so your back tooth is all black and your gums bleed. Oh, man, let's see what's going on and see how we can fix this, right? Something like that. Now they feel listened to and your verbatim repeat of their problem helps them to trust that you understand them, okay? Then after that, go ahead and lean them back, do your exam and find the real problems find every problem, not just uh, what they're talking about and present all of it to them, but speak to their issues first and then go on to your other findings. Kind of fun. So go ahead and give this a shot, okay? It helps patients feel heard and it helps them connect with you. And, you know, you'll probably get a 70% higher tip. Okay, last point here. Open the conversation up after presenting treatment so patients can share what they feel. After we do our exam, you know, we show patients pictures of their teeth and we tell them what needs to be done. Most dentists end the presentation right there by saying the wrong words. Most of the time, we lean the patient up, show them what they have, and then we say, does that make sense? Or sometimes dentists will say, do you have any questions about any of that? These, you know, these phrases or questions, they close the conversation. They get one word responses, and really, if you say something like that, it kind of just wraps up the exam and it means that you're done and you're kind of on your way out. If you say, does that make sense? Well, first of all, it's just a yes or no one word answer question. 
And also, people don't want to appear as dumb by having to say, uh, no, that doesn't make sense, and you need to re-explain it to me. So they'll probably just say yes, whether they have questions or not. If you say, do you have any questions? That, again, it's kind of a concluding statement. It's said when you're wrapping things up. Saying, what questions do you have about this? You know, that could prompt a little more conversation from them. So that could be a little better. But I think an even better thing to say is something more along the lines of, so, John, I've kind of shared all this stuff with you. How do you feel about this? So that is a more open-ended question. It's meant to get the patient talking and to kind of help reveal to you what they're thinking about and what's going on in their mind. As they share what they're feeling about what you told them they need, you'll be able to better understand if this patient is serious about getting work done. You'll be able to steer your treatment plan to either the most ideal, which is what we want, or based on you know what the patient is saying and kind of what they're revealing, you'll be able to understand that this patient is going to need, you know, an alternate treatment plan, maybe, you know, option two or three. A common question I hear working with Dennis is, how can you close bigger cases? And, you know, there's a lot uh, to consider in that question. But one important principle, whenever trying to close a lot of treatment or, or to do higher end treatment, you need to open the patient up and get them to share more help them to, you know, tell you what they want and kind of reveal how motivated they are to get this done. And to do this, you need to ask open-ended rather than close-ended questions. You have to involve the patient more in the conversation, get them talking about what they want to have done with their mouth and how they feel about what you just told them they need to have done. Lots of times we find a spot or two during our exam, we tell the patient what it is and then we say, you know, my front desk we'll be back here in just a minute with an insurance estimate or something like that to talk finances with you. And, you know, that can get the job done for really little stuff. But if you really want to up your game and do more dentistry or, you know, larger and more productive appointments, more pros work, you're going to need to be able to understand what the patient really wants and how serious they are about getting things done. Again, Daniel Pink, who I mentioned earlier, he shared another study, which was really interesting, about different sale presentations which were kind of sampled and compared. The least successful sales pitch was information exchange, where a customer is told what the product is and they're kind of explained why the customer needs it. This presentation had a very low success rate. The most successful sales approach was that with a high customer interaction, where the customer is talking a lot, saying what they want, what they think they need, and then the salesman or, you know, whoever's presenting treatment or solving this person's problem, they create a custom solution that resembles whatever that person's trying to describe. This is the collaborative approach. So it's not like the salesman talking, it's not the customer talking, it's this two-way dialogue, right? And that was by far the most successful. This same principle applies for us and our patients. Don't close the conversation right when you've told patients what they need. Instead, ask open-ended questions to try to get them to talk and open up more. So, you guys, really easy today, okay? But try these things right away. First, avoid words suggest and recommend. Instead, tell patients directly what they need. Next, mirror the patient by repeating back their very words. And then last of all, 
don't use questions or statements that are conversation closing. Instead, ask patients how they feel so you can open them up and better understand what this patient's going to do. Remember, these are just little things. But if you do a lot of little things deliberately, it can make a big difference. Listening to a podcast on how to change a word here or a word there, you know, some people might say that's low level or even tedious, but no, okay? Polish your presentation. Focus on what you're saying to patients and it will help them say yes. It'll help them do more and you'll be more productive. That's why we're talking about this. So that's a wrap, you guys. Reach out to us if you need anything. And if any of these tips make a difference as you try them out, email me and let me know how it goes. With that, everyone have a great week. Never break a sweat, cause I live my life like it's all I got.